This is the new blue review with Benji Shulman. And as we do uh, at this time of the morning, every single week, we are heading over to Rob Hutchinson to talk to us about what is going on in Parliament. Rob, how are you doing? I'm very well in yourself, Benji. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you, Rob. Rob, uh, interesting uh, stuff going on in Parliament. Sometimes we talk about issues that affect your back pocket, uh, but in this case, that are affecting your banking wallet uh, directly, uh, it seems, that Parliament is getting involved. Yes, it is. It's, it's a fantastic, fantastic initiative. Um, once again, um, I'm quite surprised we're seeing some great initiatives um, coming out of out of government, and this time it's from SARS. Um, SARS a while ago established a uh, what they call CODI, which is a corporation that insures deposits. So it's a corporation of uh, deposit insurance. Um, which protects people's insurance, uh, depict, uh, protects people's deposits within, within the bank. So if a bank had to fail or undergo, uh, some sort of, uh, bad management and, and fail, uh, the depositors in, uh, deposits are actually insured up to a certain amount, of course. Um, and you have to be a qualified, uh, depositor. So in other words, you can't have any, um, shares, they won't cover shares and, and stuff like that, or cryptocurrency. It's more around uh, protecting uh, sole operators and sole proprietors and your your normal person who does have a fair bit of money in the bank. It's limited to about 100,000 Rand per claim, um, but the, the bank has to honor that. So if the bank fails, then luckily your money is still, still protected. I mean, is that not the role of the Reserve Bank, Rob? I mean, is it not supposed to be the sort of lender of last resort to stop banks from failing, and if they do, uh, to come in and uh, and su- and support them? Is, uh, is 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 another government entity required to actually do this job? Well, actually, this is an, an initiative by by the Reserve Bank, and the Reserve Bank is uh, following international practices here, where uh, Reserve Banks around around the world do. Do set up such an entity, such as such as Cody, to protect uh, depositors' insurances. Um, they're just following through. It's there's oversight by the World Bank as well, and other international uh, laws and regulations do do apply here. So yes, the onus is is on the Reserve Bank. Um, if when it comes to payouts and whatever, that money will be funded by the Reserve Bank, and obviously just to protect protect depositors. Yeah, because there has been in the states in the last couple of months. It sort of didn't really bubble up here into South Africa. It did for a couple of moments, but it, it didn't sort of become big. But things like Silicon Valley Bank and uh, yeah. a, a couple of others all sort of failed. And the Reserve Bank in the states, uh, Federal Reserve, had to come in and, and save and save sort of uh, those deposits. It sounds to me like a, a similar model that we're building up here. It is absolutely. I remember there was also a, a major bank fa- failure across the world in the financial crisis, and all the banks got bailed out, but depositors didn't receive anything. So the banks, the banks carried on business as usual, while many people lost their homes, uh, their assets, and also their their savings. And this, I think, is to counteract that. So that the banks don't. Uh, the banks also survive, but the depositors within those banks also also survive. Yeah, this is a very interesting question around what to do during a banking crisis and what is uh, the best response. And certainly, I think, in a kind of South African context, 
that um, the 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 idea that people could lose a hundred thousand rand in a banking crisis would be a very serious problem, uh, even for the government or, or whatever. So, uh, for stability of the financial sector and of the of the general sector. So, uh, I think it is very very interesting and uh, interesting to see where that goes. Uh, we're talking to Rob Hutchinson today, uh, as we always do, about what is going on in Parliament. This is one hundred one point nine High FM. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 High FM chatting to Rob Hutchinson, as we always do uh, this time of the week. Rob, uh, a lot of very serious discussion over the weekend about the use of houses for the president and deputy president and uh, and, and and that sort of thing. Uh, I thought it might be an interesting discussion. What what actually, if I'm the president of the country, am I entitled to uh, to, to to actually live in uh, in in South Africa? Yeah, it is quite an interesting question. Uh, the president's entitled to the same benefits as a as a minister. Uh, two houses. There's a house in in Pretoria and in, or in near near Pretoria, and a house in in the Cape, uh, close to to Parliament, of course. And there are other benefits as well. The president gets more more benefits, obviously, than than, than the ministers. But however, there are on on a par. Um, so, so many number of domestic flights per per year. President has his own own uh, transport, obviously, and his own entourage that does follow that. But I think the focus here is around the renovations and um, carried out by the Department of Public Works, which does seem a bit over the top. I mean, we've had uh, calls does, about this. Does it include a, a fire pool, perhaps? Um. That's exactly where I was going. Yes, we've had a 200, 250 million rand problem before on on renovations and security measures and fire pools. So to see it happening all over again, Benji, with about a hundred million rand over the last three years in upkeep of President Ramaphosa's and and his deputies' uh, state allocated homes, does seem quite excessive. I mean, I'm not too sure if the president does spend much time in in the state allocated house at at all. Why it, why it takes over 100 million rand over three years to in, to uh, maintain these houses is is beyond me. I mean, it, where is this information coming up from, Rob? Is it from Parliament asking questions? Is, why is it suddenly becoming an issue? Uh, because the Department of Public Works does obviously have to submit an annual report every year. And that is open to parliamentary scrutiny. Um, they have to present a budget for, for the following year. And I, I suspect that there has been uh, a close eye uh, going on or, or being kept on, on the expenditure. Uh, and these things do come up around election time by, and are brought up by opposition parties through a question and answer session in, in parliament, which is held uh, pretty much uh, every week or every second week. You can submit questions. And by the way, members of the public can also submit questions to to Parliament and through a, a member of Parliament. And those will have to be answered by the various departments or or the president himself. Certainly very, very interesting stuff, Rob. Thank you so much. Bringing us to the end of the show for today. If you want to comment on any of those things, dear South Africa. Uh, is the place to go. Thank you to the, everyone who puts the show together. Um, Craig, who pushes all the big red buttons. Mashadi, who is on production. Vusi is on the sound. And to you, dear listener, who joins us every single week. 
and do join us again next week on the New Beer Review.